How do you find the will to fight back against a world that wants to keep you sedated, average, and stuck in place? Join us for the tools and strategies you need to create a life of abundance, discipline, and high achievement. This, this is the Tactical Empire with Jeff Smith. Welcome to another edition of the Tactical Empire. It's Thursday, so I'm here with Sean. What's up, brother? Not much, man. Ready to rock. It's been a fantastic week and weekend. And uh, life's just good, man. Life's good right now. And But that's 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 when you got to prepare for the bad times. So, you know, I've been through this cycle enough. It's like embrace, embrace this moment, but prepare for the suck somewhere in life. So we'll get there. Hey, it's it's always coming. It's okay. Like, yeah, I handle it way better nowadays than I used to. It's like, why does this shit keep happening? It's like, I don't know. This is just life. Okay. Okay. You got to get punched in the face every now and again. And then you're, you know, the punches, uh, they don't hurt as bad as they used to just cause I respond better to them. That's the best you can do, man. It's develop <laughs> that resilience. <laughs> Sometimes the punches are literal. I have a three-year-old boy. So now he's, he's literally hitting me and he's tall enough to hit me right in the right spot. You, you dads know what I'm talking about here, yeah. but he did that yesterday. And I was like, dude, no, not right there. No, we're done. I got smacked in the balls yesterday by my <laughs> 10-year-old. He was just swinging her arms and swung back and smacked me right in the nuts. Nice. So. That happens all the time when you're a parent. If you're not a parent, you you have no idea how frequently that happens. It's wild. You know, I'm at this new level of parenting though. Like my son is now getting into uh, you know, the toy figure figurine figurines that he has, actually like playing with them and using voices. So I was like, oh, this is awesome. So I like got down on the floor and we were playing with Ninja Turtles and I pulled out the warthog bad guy. I was like, I'm the bad guy. And he started slamming this hard plastic toy into it, and my fingers were wrapped around it. And I was like, holy shit, that hurt. That hurt. I was like, okay, now I got to get used to my, my fingers getting absolutely demolished when I'm playing toys with my son. Because I've been playing Barbies for five years. So yeah. now I'll make that transition into the, the aggressive uh, toy playing with my three-year-old son. <laughs> no ill intention, I'm sure. <laughs> no, not at all. He had no clue what he was doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool, man. What do you want to talk about today? You wanted to talk about, uh, how we do things, how, how we run our routines or how, what, what do you want to, uh, maybe on? not even, maybe not even like how we run our routines, but why, right? I like, this is, I listen to some awesome podcasts and it's a recurring theme and, and, uh, but, but sometimes you're looking at people that are multi multi-millionaires and it's like, well, it's easy for them to say. And it's like, you know, I think you and I are still down to earth dudes that are just trying to build things um, that, that aren't, you know, in the upper echelons of the, the 1% yet, so to speak. But like, why the hell to even decide to pursue personal excellence? It seems like a big task to undertake. And it's almost, you know, some people can take it as in like, you're never satisfied. Um, uh, and, and that's, you know, no way to live. It's pretty miserable to not be able. And it's like, no one's, no one's saying that. Um, you know, we're just looking to improve, to be better, to, to take ownership of what's in our control in our life. And so, so what's that look like in your life, man? Like, or what got you to the point where it was time to really take ownership of pursuing personal excellence? Oh man, this is like a really, a really packed question. Um, for sure. Uh, I, I never really understood how how you created success, right? I wasn't surrounded by successful people. I never knew any successful people. I mean, moderately, right? But like, I come from a small town in Illinois, and like, if you were a 
a big wig there, you made a couple hundred grand. And like, um, <clears throat> so like my goal was to make a hundred thousand dollars, like in a year, I thought that was like fucking yeah. woohoo, you made it. And like, I, I did that in my twenties and like, I was like, oh, this isn't nearly enough for like what I want, but I had this problem. And the problem was that I was pretty good at shit without trying very hard. And that kind of plagued me mm. for, for a long period of my life. And, and I never really, and then, and then when I was probably 30 years old, I really started going down the personal development road. So I've probably been in this game almost 15 years at this point, but like I've spent a fucking fortune on coaches and personal development and well over a million dollars. And, uh, but, but what that did is it put me in rooms. It put me around other people. It put me around very successful people, hundreds of millions, billions of dollars. Right. And, and I started identifying trends and, and I, up until recently when I was really exposed to the higher upper echelon of those entrepreneurs and business owners that, that you start taking away the, um, kind of habits and trends and the way they carry themselves and and you identify what they're doing and and you kind of realize that they are operating at a different level than a lot of us it, which is what I talk about a lot with tracking your actual habits that are needle movers and understanding how consistent you truly are so this led me to this journey um cuz I was leaving a lot on the table is what I realized right so I had this realization that I've got all these kids I've got four kids. I'm married. I'm kind of a half-ass husband. I'm a half-ass father. Um, I'm making half-ass money in my world. Um, and, and I'm just pretty frustrated with like being like a four out of 10 at everything. And, and I would put it together in one area and slack in the other areas and never be well-rounded. And like, I would make a lot of money, but my marriage was a fucking dumpster fire. I would make a lot of money, but my kids are like, dad, you're always staring at your phone. And so like, it, I could never put it together. And I felt like it was just out of my grasp. Right. And so that caused all this frustration and, and uh, shame and guilt and all this other shit. Cause I should be further along than I am. And so what am I going to do? Am I going to like shrink or am I going to find the answers? And it's a painful process, honestly, because you have to admit all the shit that you're, that you've been a piece of shit for a period of time. <laughs> and, and what that real, the reality is, is that you have to be just a hundred percent honest and transparent with yourself. And, but it also is kind of an awakening and an eye opening experience to say, Hey, I work out a lot. Okay. How many days do you actually work out when you track that? Hey, I don't drink beer every night. How many days do you actually not drink beer? Hey, I eat clean every day. How many days do you actually eat clean? And most people, if you actually fucking do this, are somewhere between 50 and 60% on the high level. Like it, it, some people are terrible and 15% is their total. But like for me, I was like 40 to 60%. And I'm like, holy shit, that is terrible. Like I'm leaving 50%. <laughs> on 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 the table and so like about five or six years ago when i started tracking this stuff kind of i i had to mess with my routines and habits and all of that stuff um but it's really just been a process uh, that i've been adding things and then i've been trying to like gauge my fulfillment and gauge my progress gauge my bank account gauge my relationships and and the closer i get to a hundred percent on these things 
and I tick up the numbers year over year over year, the better everything else gets in my life. Like, I'll be a hundred percent honest with you, dude. I drew, I grew up in like a, a sports, like drinking, like party culture. Like I'm, I'm a good time at a party and, uh, <laughs> and, and people will tell you that I've got confirmation. And, uh, I mean, I've seen your, I saw the Halloween Instagram story of you <laughs> put putting in a front yard with a beer in your hand. So, and so like, that is what I knew. But then what, once I, once I paid to get around this group of people, guess what? They're not fucking drinking. They're, they're, they're drinking water on a, a boat in Miami and you're out on this fucking fancy ass thing. Like, whereas 10 years ago, I'd be like, Oh fucking, this is a party dude. Like, let's get hammered. And like, now it's like, these guys are there to fucking be savages and in business and life. And I'm like, Oh, and everybody's drinking water and everybody's fucking clearly focused and everybody got a good night's sleep the night before and didn't stay out drinking till three in the morning. And like, I'm like, Oh, this is different. Like these guys are operating on a different level. And that is what takes you to these other levels. That's interesting to me because what I know of like networking and um, like getting around other people is, is socializing. Right. And, and like, there's a different way to socialize. I'm like, holy shit. Like, this is fucking profound to me. Like you get around these people, they don't sit around for six hours on Saturday watching college football. I used to sit around every single Saturday watching college football. Like these are just things I did in my life that were normal things. And I look around and I'm like, oh, these are everyday things that normal people do. But like when you actually start being purposeful and intentional with what you're doing and the mission that you're on, like you start recognizing all of those wasted hours that you're spending on different things. And so now if I catch a football game, it's, it's periodically like I don't pay attention the way I used to, to any of that stuff. Sports is kind of irrelevant to me at this point. And uh, so it, it's just, I, I don't even know if I'm touching on your your points that you were asking about, but like for me, the pursuit of it is is my obligation to kind of be here. I feel like I have to grow. We are we are an organism. We are energy actually at, that is moving all the time, and we we need to be growing. Otherwise, I, I don't feel like we're living our purpose, and. Um, and so that, like, that's why it frustrates me when I talk to business owners that are like, Hey man, I, I created this business and like, I'm, I'm just not like you. I'm, I'm not like the rest of you. I, I just want to run my business and be happy and go spend time with my family. And, and I would challenge anybody that says that or takes that flippant attitude about what they're doing, like they've arrived or like that what they're doing is good enough that they're probably only at 50% and they're leaving all of that on their the table. And like, I think your loved ones and, and your wife and, and the people in your life that kind of signed up to do this with you probably would wish that you aspired for more in every area of your life. Can you be a better human? Can you, can you operate with higher integrity? Can you have better morals? Can you fucking control your vices? Can you make more money? Can you provide more value to the marketplace? Can you be a better husband? Can you be a better father? Can you connect with your children so that they want to be around you when they're grown? Can your 
does your wife want to have a conversation with you after your kids move out and go out on their own lives? Like, I mean, there, there's a lot of work to be done and people that think that they have like already checked all these boxes or accomplished things. Like generally they're li living mediocre lives. And ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of this podcast. On the next podcast, Sean will have his answer. <laughs> Jeff, great, man. Um, now I appreciate that. So um, I can I can hear a little bit of who I was at one little stretch of my my life after my gym was was doing really well, and then it was like, do I do I take this to the next level, or am I content or comfortable? Whatever word people want to use there. And so I like that was me. That was me in in that area of my life. Um, and, and, you know, I, I really needed to take a step back and look at some of the other areas that I needed to improve upon. And so it wasn't, oh, just to grow a bigger business. It was how do I optimize myself as a human being in the most important areas of my life as my business didn't started to not become the most important thing. It was super important because it was a driver of my income, but I certainly needed to stretch myself. And so let me, let me go back a step here because, uh, my, my pursuit of, of excellence, like it does revolve around me being in sports when I was little. So kudos to my parents for putting me in sports. I was the youngest of three uh, sons. So I got to see my brothers do that. Uh, so I, I think it was important that I watched them and then saw them uh, do things. And as an introvert, I already said this on another podcast, like once I got into sports, it was baseball when I was five years old and then football in the fourth grade and, and, and build upon that football became the thing. It was like, Oh, if I do well here, that'll be the me talking for myself. That will be my speaking. I don't have to talk as long as I perform, but all of my sports were team sports. And I'm, I'm very grateful that the teams I were a part of did really, really well. And the coaches took it seriously. And, and so they did push us, push us. They stretched us and we saw what that outcome was. We won games. We won football games. We are fucking really good. And then I walked on to the best one double A program, Appalachian State, and we did good. And so it was very easy for me to see as I progress and push to move the needle, the results get better. And I, just to be frank, love winning. I love winning. I've never been a part of a team that lost. Did we lose a game here or there? Yes. And I fucking hated it. I hated it. I loved winning. And the weird thing was, was I go from being this, this athlete from five years old to graduating high school at 18. By the way, football was my number one sport. My junior year and senior year of high school, I had season ending injuries on the first drive of the games, first game. The one was the, the first scrimmage of the year and the other one was the first game of the year. My seasons in the most important two years of high school, junior and senior year, when you earn your scholarships, I had season ending injuries on the first drive of those games. My junior and senior year were taken away from me before they got started, after I put in the work, right? People think the games are what, like the games are a small snippet of the amount of work that it takes. I would work my ass off. It was two years and both of them were taken away. And so I walked onto the hardest program to prove that I still had it. And so there was something in me that chip on my shoulder. that was like, I want to prove that I can go on to the best team. And I, cause I, I love, dude, I love winning. I didn't, I didn't like this, you know, try your best. And as long as that was good, if, if you lost, it's not like, no winning felt good. I loved coming off the field. 
being being a, a, a good winner <laughs> about that I was a bad loser. I remember in fourth grade, the first game where we were behind, I didn't know how to handle it. And some kid ran for this long touchdown. And I, I just looked at the kid that was close to me and I like cold clocked him and knocked him over. My parents ripped me a new asshole on the way home after that game. I learned uh, how not to be a bad loser after that. And so it just felt good coming out. And then, and then what happens? Well, I went to college, was part of winning team, stopped playing football two years in. And then I changed the metric to just be a really good student and get out of college really fast. And then it was, oh, I got into a career. And all of a sudden it was like, how do I, how do I become a better teacher? Okay, well, you read the books, you go to the, the workshops, you learn from the teachers who have done it for 20 years. But my income didn't rise from working harder. There was nothing to show for the work I was doing. And so that's, again, fast forward a couple of years, transition to full business ownership. And, and life was getting better. Life was getting better. And it was like, I came to a point where it was like, oh, I am ahead of where I was. And I started to coast. And it wasn't until I got on a better team. And at that point in my life, it was mentorship. Got in other rooms of people. It was like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, I'm not even fucking close to my capacity. And so, you know, I don't talk about it much, but I did write a book a couple of years back called The Relentless Pursuit of You. And it was like, I have to be relentless on the pursuit of who I can be because who I am today is just the lagging indicator of the things that I've done in the past. And yes, I have compound interest working for me, but there is so many things that I don't know that I don't know that someone else knows that I just have to keep getting ahead. I have to keep getting, and I will someday meet that future self at a level that I'm not at right now. And when I'm there, give myself a pat on the back, say, hallelujah, Thank you, Sean, for putting in that work. As Snoop Dogg said, I'd like to thank me for me. I like to thank me for putting in the work for me. But like, there's going to be more and more. We talk about finances a lot. It the, the, that will be a an outcome of optimize me. But ladies and gentlemen, you as a human being weren't meant to just be average. Average in the United States right now fucking sucks. The average person is overweight, sick, tired, and broke. And none of that, Jeff, none of that, Jeff, is, is enticing to me. It's, it's not enticing to me because average is losing in my mind. Average teams don't do shit. Well, I think, I think most people kind of sit back in mediocrity because of fear. And ultimately, what you have to understand is that like nothing in this life is about you. Um, it really isn't like I, I truly believe that we're all energetically connected, every single human being on the planet. And and with that, like knowingness is a responsibility to help people. Right. And so it, when you cower at or succumb to the fear of who you could be or the next version of you or or you say now is good enough, like you're letting down all the people that you could have helped. And the people that you could have changed their lives, that you people you could have impacted, whether it's inspiration from watching your journey or or actually working with you or teaching them something or just simply being a fucking kid that grew up next door to you. That's like, well, if he can do it, I can fucking do it. Everyone we need models of success out there so that people can see and touch real human people that are flawed, that have created great things. And so, like, it's just so important. And I, I don't understand, like, you're talking about winning and being wired that way. Like, 
I've been wired a certain way my entire life. Like that's what led me into special operations and everything else as well. And like, it, it's just, I don't even understand people that don't want to pursue more. Like you're, you're being disrespectful with this opportunity you've been given on the planet. Like it, one more day to live. Like why the fuck would you sit back and fill yourself with ho-hos and, and just be disrespectful to that opportunity. I want to leave you with a quote that I heard this weekend from uh, Derek Harper senior about this topic. It was fucking fascinating. It, it said, he said, how many people are going to be forced to live a nightmare because you're afraid to live your dreams. And what that means to me is how many people are sitting back with that idea that that imposter syndrome, it, maybe they've got an idea they think they, they could never execute on. Maybe they've got an idea or they're scared to start for some reason, or they're feeling that imposter syndrome of like, how could they possibly succeed at this particular thing? Like, how many people are you going to leave behind to live a nightmare because you are afraid to step into your fears and see what you can become? Hmm. I don't have anything else to add to that. I want to reiterate, I love that quote and to not be disrespectful to what you were put on earth to try and obtain. Disrespectful to you, disrespectful to your parents, disrespectful to everyone that believes in you. And there's a lot of people that probably don't believe in you, but the people that do, and for me, it's my, you know, my kids, right? And my wife, my wife took the risk of me leaving my job and she was a big supporter of it. It'd be disrespectful for me to not try to become the best person that I can be. And, uh, you know, enough, enough. If this is the 100th podcast you've listened to on this topic and you haven't moved the needle enough, enough of the listening, right. And Marcus Aurelius says, and I'm about to get the, 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 the short part of this quote tattooed on my wrist when I go back to finish my sleeve. And it's like, let's stop arguing over what a good man is and be one. And like that, that last part there, like be one, just fucking pursue a better, the best version relentlessly forever to the day that you die. Today, tomorrow, next year, 10 years, 100 years. And like, that's it, man. Like, that's it. And if you're not doing that, you're disrespecting you and everyone else that has the opportunity to do better from your example, which is going back to the nightmare quote. I love that. Thank you for sharing that, Jeff. Yeah, bro. Yeah. All right, guys, have a great week. Go kick ass. The To sum up this entire thing, take action. Don't be scared. Go chase your dreams. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the show. Make sure you subscribe, leave a review, and share with a friend. We'll, we'll, we'll see you, we'll see you. on the next episode, next episode of the Tactical Empire.